This is TV8 by Denner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by darkcrazy.com. It's one small step for man. It's been a long, long Columbia, Columbia, this is Houston, ALS. It's been a long time. Houston, Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. You're listening to TV 8 My Dinner. My name is Sean, and I'm sitting here with Brooks and Greg. Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Nanu, nanu. (laughs) Season 4 is starting strong. Several episodes in a row with all three of us. And plus a you know, new supply of TV Eight My Dinner Theater. <laughs> yeah, somehow that's not cutting into our, our time too much. I like how the <laughs> TV Eight My Dinner Theater is just basically dressed up reruns. For now, I'm built. <laughs> it's not reruns. That- Shut up! It's not reruns to the people out there. They haven't heard it. Yeah, actually, that's true. A lot of people still haven't heard them. So. So it is nice to to slap the label. Plus, it gives Sinjin something to do. That's really the, the, the it's just an excuse to give Sinjin a job. Well, he's trying to work out his contract. He he's unhappy <laughs> yeah, with really. his contract. And he's trying to get get out of oh, it. By all means, another clip show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, but my, actually my Sir Sinjin does sound a little like little depressed in a couple of these he's, he, is he doing the show drunk well he's like ask. 150 years old when I first started doing Sinjin he was like 90 and he's been aging <laughs> in dormancy ever since <laughs> he's like 100 years old now he was the contemporary of Edgar Allan Poe yeah, really. Sinjin is sort of like, like it harkens back to Orson Welles and Af- Al- Alfred Hitchcock but if he was a contemporary of them who who is yet surviving. So anyway, <laughs> what's going on? Well, uh, as we're recording this, today is July 20th, 2009, which is the 40-year anniversary of the Apollo oh, really? 11 it's like landing on the moon. Exact, exactly today? Exactly today. 40 years ago today. Um... Actually, they were going down to the minute a little while ago uh, on CNN. Like, they landed at like four o'clock. Does that count leap years? I, I mean, if you're years, going I'm, to the minute, I'm just saying. They're going. To, well, they were going to the minute on CNN. Well, it's like probably four, not four to o'clock. The apparently, that's when they landed, and then they about six hours later, they uh, um, they actually got out of the ship. Yeah, I saw this on the news, and it was pretty neat. But at the same time, I found it kind of discouraging to think mm-hmm. that. 40 years before we landed on the moon, it was like, what, 1928, 29? Mm-hmm. And think of what technology was at in 1929, and then 40 years after that, we're on the moon. Okay, now it's been 40 years since then, and what have we done? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> TV ate my dinner. Yeah. I mean, great, we have made great advances in technology, no doubt. And yet, we haven't done anything in space. I'm a little discouraged well, by that. I haven't no, been I'll back totally to the moon in an appreciable way. way. I mean, uh, man, 
if you ever watch that that miniseries from the Earth to the Moon, mm-hmm. the HBO miniseries, it's kind of depressing because they follow the whole Apollo program, and it really is like. And then we never went back. Yeah, <laughs> and then we quit. What the hell? That was a lot of money wasted. Well, like, it's a we can't do we can't. Essentially, like, it was just a you know build a huge hotel. pissing contest between us and the USSR, which we won, but. Yes, so it, does. it wasn't wasted money, we, I guess, we if you not, look at it that way. Well, it's not. <laughs> yeah, really. Just well, one phone call going, yeah, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that seems wrong. Well, I mean, uh, well, a lot of, you know, experts in the field consider the whole Apollo program to be a stunt. You know, it's just oh, something. Yeah, a lot of people think it was a, a conspiracy. You're not talking well, about, I'm, like, No, I'm not talking stunt. about that. I'm talking about no, it just being a. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, it clearly was. It was like a big full-on PR thing because the the scientific value of it, besides the fact of just like the science, the technology that was developed to do it and the, that they could prove that they could do certain things, but really the purpose of just putting a man on the moon had no scientific value in and of itself. It wasn't until one of the later missions that they actually even started bringing back rock samples. Mm-hmm. Like the first time was just to touch it and go woo. You mean the first flag. time they were in the film studio pretending to do it? That's what you mean, right? <laughs> no, listen. They shot the footage in a film studio so it would look better. They really did go to the moon. Oh, oh I don't know okay. why I have to keep explaining <laughs> this to people. It happened, but the cameras didn't work. You oh. can't have that go down and people can't see it. Apparently, so, yeah, uh, they shot it on a sound stage. Apparently, a few years ago, they were talking about this on the news today that, that Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, who was the uh, second man to walk on the moon, should have been the first because he's a much better advocate of space exploration than Neil Armstrong's ever been. Does it really matter? Well, well he doesn't have as cool a name, though, man. But Armstrong. But Buzz Aldrin well, is a pretty Buzz, American name. You know? Finish my st- story, though. Buzz All apparently right. punched somebody out not too long ago. A few years ago, for saying you didn't go. I was say he's right. kind of an old man to be awesome. punching people out. Hey, That's he's pretty tough awesome. Hombre, though. I mean, you're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. Calling a kettle black if I ever thought of saying I misrepresented myself. Get away from me! You're a coward and a liar and a. Oh, you're the best. Oh, Astronaut. Yeah, yeah that's back when the astronaut meant something. Back, yeah, exactly. Back in the day, astronauts were the ultimate badass. Now they're just a bunch of science geeks growing tomatoes. <laughs> I did this hydroponically in space, and I also mated a salamander with a newt. It's like, what are you doing? You are wasting our spaceship. You're supposed to be hitting golf balls. What are you doing? You were supposed to be finding the green ladies. I can grow hydroponically now that I got this topsy-turvy in my backyard. Yeah. You're a disgrace to the astronaut uniform. You're supposed to be driving Corvettes. What are you doing? What scientific research? <sighs> that was interesting about those guys back in those days. They were men, manly men. Uh, yeah. well, you strap someone into a tin can and shoot them into outer space with your fingers crossed. That's the last thing they see before they're slingshot out of the Earth's orbit. <laughs> it's just a scientist going, okay. Like just both fingers. Yeah, saying, we're going to send man. you up, and then when it's safe, we're going to go, you know, experiment yeah, with really. things. <laughs> I can't wait to see if you survive the trip through the Van Allen belt. <laughs> wait, the what? The bit what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs> but anyway, those. That mission, I guess, was the high point of 
American space exploration, at least. Yeah, not to the this last point. time we went, but the fir- the first time is definitely the most dramatic. Well, I hate it. Yeah, I agree with you that it it sucks. I mean, now, now yeah. that said, we've done a lot. I mean, in technology, low, low I, Earth I, orbit we've come a long way. Has a lot of merit, and you well, know, that we've we've done practical things, but we haven't done anything that will go down in history books, like yeah, the first right. man on the moon. Right. I think we need another fantastic We've thing because I, I, so, satellites, which is I cool, totally but. support that we went to the moon just to show we could. I totally support that. That's what but, human you know, exploration to, should be about. We know? need to do that. Yeah, inspire the human spirit. That's what that does. You know, mm-hmm. show people. like That's why going to Mars would be useful. Just to show people we can do that too. We need to have a presence on the moon. I mean, well, they're a working public on that. presence. And, and oh, do, yeah, do, on the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That dark side of the moon military outpost. <laughs> but, you know, they're working on establishing a moon base, apparently. Well, that's what we need. A moon base. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, who, who wouldn't want that, uh, that just to say, oh, yeah, I work in the moon base. <laughs> yeah, I did some time in the moon base. Yeah, you know. That would put the astronauts back on the badass chart. <laughs> moon oh, yeah, base I've been alpha. over at moon base alpha. Yeah. So, so that's what we need. It's like we you know need, who, the, like the who are the badasses now? And the Americans Get put some one of up the, there and a good like the Russian cosmonauts are the modern badasses of, of you know the they when are they the did badasses, Mir. Man, they can they can <laughs> mirror was the moon like and falling to pieces. Machine. <laughs> yeah, really. They got it duct taped together, and they got a guy <laughs> who's staying up in mirror for like a year and a half or well, something like, crazy. Okay, sixty nine, we go to the moon. And then in 77, you get Star Wars, which inspires all of us as kids. Like, oh, we're going to go to space. Then in 80, is the space shuttle. How awesome is that? And then and then what? What since then? The Hubble, which is cool. But well, I tell you, the, the space shuttle, honestly, is kind of what killed all that. I mean, the space shuttle is an incredibly complex machine. Too complex, really. But the, it's not a valid design for what they want it to do. That's why they're going back to rockets now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going back. This this new project, Project Orion, is what it's called. Is a to go back to the moon. If you look at the ships, like the artist renderings of the ships and stuff, it's, it's very similar to an Apollo capsule. Just bigger. because they they realized that what they wanted was a spaceship that could take off like a plane and come land like a plane. You know, well, it doesn't take off like a plane, obviously. Right. Rocketed into the sky, but they started realizing how problematic that is, and that's why. Well, yeah, so Ryan, then, I guess the first step is going back to the moon, but there was a plan for a, a long-term mission that would end with going to Mars. Well, they're eventually the going to do that, but I think the idea is to build a base on the moon from which they can um, launch a mission to Mars, which kind of makes now, sense. Now, when that happens, that will be awesome. When they launch a mission to Mars from the moon, that'll be whoever the president is on the phone going, yeah, suck it. <laughs> yeah. My whoever, like, is bigger than any I don't know who's listening, but suck it. <laughs> Who is this? I never said you couldn't. Yeah, that's right. He's this just calling person. random people. You're, you're always doubting me. First he said I couldn't make a four-bladed face razor. Yeah. But I did. Hey, Coach Postel, remember me from high school football? <laughs> yeah, really. Get my first girlfriend on the phone. I got a moon rocket now, asshole. Yeah. Sorry. I you know, it was bad that. enough when Dirt. you called me from your inauguration to say suck it. Now this. <laughs> like we dated in college for like freshman year. Like, I guess that I'm glad that, that we've inspired you to such great heights. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. <laughs> like an inauguration, they just you know start reading off names. You know, Dale Johnson yeah. from third grade. 
these all, all Williams, of these people can hereby can suck it. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best. <laughs> and God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> look, every state look of the who's union. laughing now. <laughs> yeah. But right, I'm waiting for warp drive. That's what I want. Well, you know, you, you could make you could speed this up by inventing it yourself. Oh, yeah, sure. really. I'll I mean, how right hard now. is it to fold space? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't hardly even get this microphone to work half the time. Yeah, I can't fold laundry. <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah, it's not going to come down to us <laughs> discovering dark matter. It took, it took me ten minutes to be able for you guys to be able to hear me today. Yeah, well, we didn't call it a bulletproof plan. I'm just saying, you know, anything worth doing is worth trying or something. Yeah. You never to, know. What, maybe you. maybe you could fold space. You've never even tried it. That's a, the mom answer. How do you know for <laughs> sure you can't? Have you tried it? Have you even looked for dark matter? You're saying you can't find it. <laughs> because it's dark, mom. Always, always with you, it can't be done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, there's a movie about dark matter called Dark Matter, and I guess it's about the guy who originally came up with the theory. It's an appropriate name. So, yeah, it's a good dramatic name, especially if you're not familiar with the theory, because it does sound like a science fiction kind of thing, which I tend to believe it is, but, you know, whatever. I'm not a scientist. Uh, it I makes sense to me, what, what, what I've looked into it. I mean, it, it's complicated, but it makes sense. But it, it sounds like a, a very elaborate excuse for why they can't figure out discrepancies in their existing theory. Well, it's just they're just calling it. That's just the name of of the mystery, I think more, more yeah, or Yeah, but less. the name is what gets steam and then then that becomes well, dark and energy and then the next thing I you know it's a whole field it of study. So people would find it interesting and look into it, but they're not saying they know what it is. They're just saying that there's something out there that is controlling exerting energy on on the universe and they don't know what it is. Something that has yes. mass of some kind. Yeah, but it sounds to me like, or maybe your initial calculations are off in the first place, and that's why the math doesn't match. Like, no, 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 all, all Newtonian physics is, is perfectly sound, but there's a, a magical all, yeah, substance in the universe. That, they say that Newtonian physics is sound at a, at a certain level of mass, but once you get to tiny particles and things, it's not. Which but is let, And that's where these uh, anyway, theories come in. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, the science buff over here, usually gets on to us for not talking about things like that. <laughs> All right, fine. I saw the new Harry Potter. Is that, is that okay? Is that more yeah, appropriate? Yeah, Harry Potter. I mean, that's perfectly scientific. <laughs> I've I heard mean, it's pretty good. Every time I wave a stick at somebody and say something in Latin, they explode. I've heard that it's more uh, serious than the other ones. And it's more, an extension uh, of the last one. I said after the last, the last one was the first one that really started to kick it up a notch. I thought. I don't think I've seen one since the third one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep up with. Good the luck names. holding your own in the conversation. Well, yeah, maybe, no, maybe like, we should go back to like me when I talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, we could talk about the the modified Newtonian dynamic. Which is really just an equation that explains the discrepancy. Or we can talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, let's talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> I love it. Harry, though it is hilarious how they're like these big dramatic movies, but every time they have a fight scene, they are just waving sticks at each other and saying Latin things. <laughs> well, Why, you know, rather than study, for you. rather than learn how to make these potions that never really pan out, why doesn't Harry just get a Latin dictionary? I would turn the tide. <laughs> 
Like, who knew? I wave a stick and I say this, and he blows up. Wizardry is supposed to be more than just fighting other wizards. You're supposed to be able to do potions and things in, in, well, a, in a practical way. Yeah, they just happen to live in a time where the fighting exactly. is... Exactly. In a time where since the first grade someone's tried to murder you every year of school, maybe, you know, accelerate it a little bit. Take a couple AP classes. <laughs> so you're saying he should neglect his liberal arts education and just focus on vocational skills? So he would be a perfect candidate for Hogwarts Technical College. I'm saying I don't see him reading that many books at all. Like every time he opens a book on page one, there's something that will save his life. This whole movie is about how he like literally in his first class of the semester, he takes out a book, he opens it. It's from like the Half-Blood Prince, which is where the name comes from. And it's full of little notes that'll save his life. It's like, Harry, read the writing on the wall, man. Like crack a book and it helps. You're in a school, man. Why is it every time like so much as like I think it's in the is the no it's the fourth one where they have like a magic shoe, and Harry's like, "What's that?" It's like, "Christ, Harry, you go to school for this." <laughs> well, the, he's distracted, man. He's got a But it's so important for you to know this in a practical sense, because people are constantly like transporting places with really... magic shoes and things. What's her What's name? The, the author. Uh, J.K. Rowling. Rowling. Maybe this is really Rowling's you know, satirical look at the educational system and how the priorities are all messed up. Maybe <laughs> she that's should what have made really Harry an say. American then. An American wizard? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> and have him just, what's that? Like Marty McFly. This is heavy, Doc. Over everything. It's like, Marty, I understand that you weren't familiar with, with any of the, the kind of temporal and quantum mechanics that we were talking about in the first film. But now that you've been just bouncing through time, could you pay attention to something I say? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Pay attention, dude. Marty. <laughs> You're Black embarrassing all of us. I understand. <laughs> Future boy! I understand that you were already not a very good student and, as near as any of us can tell, not a very smart kid. But it has now become practical for you to know that if you go back in time and keep your parents from eating, you won't exist. Apparently, he now you a good know that. student, but he's a, he's, a, he's a cool kid. He's a nice guy. Man, he skateboards he like a, a mofo. Flaw. People call him a chicken. He's ready to fight. Oh, uh, if you call him yellow, well, though. That's not, that's not a fatal flaw. That's an American flaw. Yeah, Anyways. see, if he went to Hogwarts, that'd be a whole different story. Yeah, somebody call him a chicken This is heavy. <laughs> It'd actually be turned into a chicken. You made a time machine yeah, out of a little, DeLorean? Yeah, the little blonde guy just pick on him once too often. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just <laughs> Malfoy. What are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> it actually oh, turns you man. well, butthead. I'm, kinda, I'm almost kind of waiting for all the Harry Potters to be done, and then I'm going to rent them all at once. Well, I think that's probably my plan, too. I can't remember, I, after three years from the last one to this one, I, I forget so much. Man, that I, I don't read the books. I only follow the movies. And i got to tell you, it's pretty easy to keep up. Even yeah. though the, the storyline has built up a little bit more each time, it's still the same formula. It's really like watching a TV show, because every year, no matter what, I guess the next one will be different. But well, don't they do that? This every one, year, they, they, they come still back go to, to school on this one. I thought that this one they is where that breaks. No, I guess it's the next one, because oh. they, they sort of allude at the end of this one that he's going you know, on a quest or something. Which to me, in the in the penultimate chapter of the series, you think it's a little late 
Like, why weren't? Why not do this earlier? But it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. It's hard for me to speak of it because I know I, I'll get all the all the fans mad out there. We, we've got a lot of Harry Potter fans Oh, yeah, there are there. a lot of voracious potheads out so, there, so no I'm doubt. So I'm trying not to say much of anything because I'm honestly I'm I'm still just trying not to get pothead off the ground as a Harry Potter thing. I, I don't know why. I just can't imagine why that's not taking off. They're using it on the forums, man. Check the <laughs> uh, threads. Really? Check the threads. It's spreading. Have you guys seen the previews for this movie, D19 or something? Um, District 9? D- oh, District yeah. 9, yeah. That looks yeah, awesome. There's some talk awesome. of that on the forum as well. I've seen the trailer for it. That is the movie mm. this looks that like- the, the director for that was originally slated to do the Halo movie. And he got the Halo job based on the short film he did about District 9. And then when Halo fell apart, they went ahead and decided to make a feature out of District 9. But the, the short neat. that he made of that is what got him the Halo job originally. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Yeah. It kind of looks well, like this a thing Halo looks like sort of a, It looks like an alienation kind of revival. Yeah, you it know, really does. Where this spaceship it, well, full I've of aliens. They are, they're going to revive Alienation, I, I heard recently. Yeah, somebody said that on the forum, too, that sci-fi. So, sci-fi, mm-hmm. feces. What do they call themselves <laughs> now? Sci-fi. Because S C I F I was too hard. Now I thought wait, I noticed that. that? I, I was at the veterinarian actually when I saw that, and it was on TV. I'm like, is this sci-fi? Because I didn't know what channel yeah, they were on. Sci- but I saw the logo. They're, they're like, slowly trying to become like a spike or something. I think they're they're gonna have wrestling. What I'm hearing like is that's what people used to text. That's the text name for sci-fi. Uh, that's that's the excuse they're using. But I can tell you, they're just trying to diversify what they can. What, what how is it spelled now then? S Y F Y. Why is that easier to say than S C I F I or whatever? It's like I don't know. I, I guess it's fine because Sci Fi has been the you know the dumbest channel on television for a long time, so that they even have to try to phonetically spell their own name. Well, no, we're Sci Fi. Get it? I just worry that they're going to stop running. You know, a lot of this, a lot of these Sci Fi shows that don't get a, a good chance on the networks. You know, well, they're not running very many good sci-fi shows anyway. Mostly they're making their own original mm-hmm. crap that isn't any good. Mm-hmm. Aside from the Battlestar Galactica franchise, which apparently there's a new Battlestar Galactica series coming out. Ah, Caprica. It's crap. Don't worry about not it. Not Caprica. <laughs> Caprica. This is like this is called The Plan or something, according to my brother, that they're making it that's sort of like this series, but from the Cylons' point of view. Is that going to be a series? Yeah. I thought that was going to be I don't a movie. Know. strange. Like a TV it's movie. It's going to be something. I don't know if it's going to be, but they're doing anything to keep this franchise going. I heard well, why didn't going... they just keep the original series going? It was doing well. Uh, I, don't know. I guess no, they, the they were running out of ideas. On it. No, they, they ended it, well, they ended it too late, but... Uh, it was good that they ended it. Can you hear that printer running behind me? No, but now that you mentioned it, a little it, bit. Not uh, but I don't think it, I, I don't think enough for it to matter. Okay. Is it one of those? Like, no, it's just like we all had growing up. I miss the old printers, man. That was the way they used to do things. Hang on. The pin fed stuff where you had to put yeah. it in. Oh, and then you Lord. had to peel the little sides off, remember? <laughs> That's, that, that sound will still make me crazy because I just remember late nights in college writing a report the night before, which was not the difficult part. It would have sucked. You'd printing like, get it there at the end. And then, you know, it would still print, but it would print really, really light, you know, and you couldn't. 
or then it wouldn't feed right. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh man, sometimes you're like taking out the good pages and just trying to reprint the one. <laughs> yeah, like, oh God. Like it was, people take everything for granted now. Printing. Printing of course, used and to that's, be an that's you know we say that, and our parents will be like, "I used to have to handwrite that." <laughs> You're hey, complaining I, that your printer's not fast enough. Try I come from that world too. Paper. We weren't typing anything in high school. In high school, I was handwriting all my reports. I was actually I know, typing mine that, because I had a. Um, when I was in high school, I had. We used to Adam have to computer. do it with an ink quill. You remember the Adam computer <laughs> and my own blood. I had an Adam computer. Did you? I did. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, you had the printer, like the Daisy Wheel printer, and that thing yeah, was I, loud. I mean, you, uh, it, you know, it just had like a Daisy Wheel, like a typewriter, and uh, it's like I know that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a machine gun. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. I actually still have the 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 manuals, like the instruction manual for my Adam. Oh man, I wish I still had my computer. Oh, I bet you should look on eBay. I bet, I bet they're out there. Nah, um, they're, they might be expensive now, but yeah, it's, really, it's not, they actually ran on a tape, like a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Is all the software was well, on. Well, essentially, it was like a ColecoVision with just a few extra peripherals on it. Yeah. Because you, you could, could play cool ColecoVision cartridges on it. And, uh, it's neat. Oh, I love yeah. old computers. There's, there's something a lot of fun about old computers. used to have a lot more personality than they do now. Well, that, now they're an appliance. You know, everybody just has one. Well, I mean, now there's a Mac and there's a PC and that's it. But there used to be, there was like a wide range of computers that could do a wide range of weird things. Well, I don't miss any of that. I, it, it was such a black hole. And I remember, not that I would care now, but I remember having like an old Ace 1000 and doing all my writing because it had a word processing program and you're saving everything on those little five and a quarter floppy discs and all that but who cares because you're never going to be able to get a computer that's going to be able to read the stuff you've saved on that computer. I mean Ace I'm not computer. saying that that didn't have its disadvantages. I'm just saying I'm nostalgic for those times somehow that the person the computers themselves had more personality. I wish now that when a new computer came out it wasn't just the Dell Inspiron, you know, 4100 G or whatever. I wish it was like had a had its own name and ah oh, never mind. Never mind. Stick around. Well, back in those it's, days, like the, the different names DARPA of computers, it, it was completely different. Like, you know, it was uh, like a Dell. Like these days, a Dell or a Compaq or whatever will all pretty much do the same thing for you. But back in those days, you know, a Commodore 64, you had to get programs for a Commodore 64 or else yeah. it wouldn't work. For yeah. better or worse, Microsoft did standardize this. Even programs that are written by third parties. I remember the first script writing program I had, and you know it too, was was it Scriptware? Oh, well, yeah. The Scriptware one was great, yeah. but, but uh, you couldn't do anything but write in Scriptware. Like now, anything you have, like I, I've used several since then, you know, you can copy it, paste it into Microsoft Word, no problem. But back then, it's like if you didn't have it as a scriptware program, you didn't have it at all. There was no, and that, that was like the earlier days. But now it, it's just considered standard that it's going to be compatible with Microsoft programs. So I don't, I'm Microsoft is losing their mind now and now they've taken it too far, but that sort of standardization was kind of necessary. Like if computers are, were now as they were back then, I'd have no interest in them. Well, you know, I have interest because they have something gonna, offer. Well, I don't even know if I want to get into this because I have problems with it, but Google's making an operating system and there's a big talk of the, 
the cloud computing future that they were all going to be facing you know, in like five our, years. Which makes me our very apocalypse. I don't want my data floating the, out do there. Say me that. too. Because this whole episode, like we're going to do an episode on that. The whole internet apocalypse, the epocalypse episode that I wanted to do, it focuses on cloud computing and, and where we're headed with that and where it's come from. So we should we should plan to do that soon because I've actually done a lot of, of reading, like research and stuff. All right, well let's do that then because that's something that's been sticking in my crawl for a while. Oh, Just yeah, something got, I'm concerned about. It's, I got much to say, and I don't think it's as scary. Like I don't think it's as done a deal as you think. Oh, I don't think so either, and I'm, I'll tell you why. Just simply because my internet connection is horrible, <laughs> and I imagine a lot of people's are, and it's going to be really irritating to not be able to log on to anything. Because you're connected, and, your your, not, and not be able to access your personal data because you don't have a decent. Not even just your data, not you, not be able to access your computer because your operating system will be online. You know what I mean? Uh, so your computer not, is only a port to go online. Cool. And, there are like mu- there are much greater concerns than that right now. But that's like that's not even hap- that <laughs> that kind you're of. You're afraid con- of that, you fool! I'll show you what to be afraid of. <laughs> well, the, well, actually, in a way, it's, it's actually more it, optimistic because yeah. <laughs> we're not even to that level. Of like the, that being the norm, because right now all that cloud computing that's going on right now is still just happening at the at the uh, professional level, and there's still a lot to work out as to how that's done. And there's and there are different different dynamics and models that they use. It's if we talk about it right ni- right now in this context, it's going to be pretty boring. I like the <laughs> but, idea, but of, I do think that we should processing. address this. But yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk about we'll, it later. We'll, yeah. I, I got some research on this already. We'll have to. We're gonna have to schedule that then, because we've been building to that one for a while. I would like to have that computer, just like in Star Trek, where you walk in and just go computer, you know, computer. <laughs> yeah, computing. That's my favorite <laughs> new thing. <laughs> computing. <laughs> Yeah. And it just prints out one piece of paper with one word on it when you ask a question. Yes. It's like, Affirmative. And we saved a lot of trees when we invented a monitor. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Every command just printing out the hard copy. It's ridiculous. We had to put an incinerator in the spaceship just to handle this. I miss the days of compatibles. Like Apple, I used to have an Apple compatible because apples were expensive even then. But they had computers that would run Apple programs and came with its own operating system and stuff. But it would run Apple programs. Really? It was a yeah. I, I used to have one made by a company called Laser, and you bought them through the Sears catalog. Well, I think now that you know that's gone away. But now you have like a standard for software like Microsoft or or Mac or Apple. But you know, it's all kinds of different manufacturers build the hardware. So yeah, really, everything see, comes like, as compatible. I like Macs. I like the operating system. I like the way they work. But I can't. I'm not going to spend that much. Well, I, I just can't. You know, that's uh, they say that's we'll blame where, Apple you know, for that. Where Apple screwed up back during the uh, yeah the early days was they they bet on the hardware. People they bet that people would be more interested in making sure they had the best hardware and not well, the best. They don't have the money to afford too. it. Now they're doing the same thing where they're advertising that they've got a better computer, a more reliable, safer well, computer. But at the same time, they, 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 I mean, they charge three yeah, times Yeah, that's fine, as much. but I can go buy an e-machine for $400 right. and it's PC. And when it so stops it working, matter. I can throw it in the garbage and go buy another like, one. Would, right. Wouldn't you want this? Well, yes, I would, but I only have $400. <laughs> so so that, that's how that happened. <laughs> Like, are you sure you? Well, I was actually having this conversation earlier today car? with uh, like, yes, our uh, one of our instructors who teaches, you know, television production, and they have a whole. Like, 
several Macintosh labs, and he he loves Macintosh, sings the praises of Macintosh, and they're good computers, but you know, they're just not for for the money. I mean, you can do everything that that computer does on a on a PC now. And especially now that they're building, they're using PC chips now. They they're actually using Intel chips, so the the differences are getting slimmer. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, the prices you know, are not. We, we it's just getting nerdier, but I don't know if there's well, an interest I mean, I think here. It's just a question of whether the, you want the thing that's happening now, though, is is Linux may actually be on the rise because there's a whole new kind of processor that Microsoft doesn't support at all, and it's a pretty fancy little processor. Speaking of, I downloaded Ubuntu this week, this weekend on my uh, one of my older computers, and man, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a. Uh, I know a lot of people like it. I, I'm not supporting Linux myself because I never used it, but a lot of people like it. Before we started the show, Sean, I was there. We were talking about something, and I, I, I can't, it was funny, and I can't remember what it was now. Frodo. It was Frodo, that's right. <laughs> Never. I don't know if it's interesting now. Okay. Never mind. Awesome. Very funny. You think it's worth pursuing? <laughs> well, I'm glad it was funny. Well, you know, it'd be nice if we could tell our fans. Oh, God. Brooks? Brooks? Somebody killed Brooks. <laughs> Ubuntu! Yeah. Damn you, Ubuntu! <laughs> you have no honor, Ubuntu. Et tu? Et tu, Ubuntu. Something happened to Brooks. Well, it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about te- where technology has come, which is what this episode accidentally became about. <laughs> <laughs> while we're discussing it, we lost Brooks. Yeah, technology is great. I love it. Kerplunk. Nope. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we went from the moon to this. <laughs> yeah. So he told you we don't need to be designing no moon rocket. We, we can't. We can't keep. A, well, man, we can't keep the internet going on our computers at home. Let's not get Microsoft to design the moon rocket. Yeah, no kidding. Or, or Comcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's sort of interesting, and and uh, probably a this would be a space nerd alert. But apparently, space in, nerd alert. That's a new bummer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the space shuttle computers, up until recently, like maybe a year or so ago, they were running like two eighty sixes um, on the space shuttle because it could handle while. it could handle the data, and it was and they were so stable, you know. Well, I mean that's true. I mean, you took a uh, those lower those slower processor speeds; those computers last forever. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like these new ones now, are like, oh, it's awesome! You'll be replacing it in two years. Like, yeah, get yourself a four gig processor. There's a reason they don't they don't even call it laptops anymore. It's like it'll burn your genitals off. <laughs> this is true. My uh, but, my Dell the, the laptop that I have from work actually it, it has a two gig processor in it, but it gets a little toasty on the yeah. boys. I've got I'm, my mine's not a brand new one, but it's got a decent. It's got like a two plus or whatever. I've got it in my lap right now, mm-hmm. but they make those little coolers, you know, those little cushions to put it on if you have one of those those super fast notebooks, <laughs> but they won't last. I really, I mean, I know it's a techno geek argument, but I really do support a modular system now. In fact, I kind of have one a little bit. Like, I've got like the external hard drive. Like, I don't, I try not to store data on my on my C drive. You know, if you bought a computer and all it did was just the actual computing, 
like run the software with the processor and then you get like an external hard drive for your data storage and you get externals for all the fancy things you want to do you're you're not going to burn your computer up as fast oh yeah i totally agree with that i've I've used external hard drives or secondary hard drives in the in the box for just about everything i don't i don't save personal files or anything like that to the c drive I really think these compact computers, like the all-in-one case, that's sort of the space shuttle of computing mm-hmm. right now. It's like, really, it's where the future is, to me, te- technologically in computers, is really in modular systems. And I'm going to actually, in the next computer that I do, I kind of just have that, my own little hackneyed, you know, piecemeal setup. But the next time I actually build a computer, I think I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to get, and you know, like we were just talking about, where you have those you have like these these cheap computers that have decent processors, but they don't have much in the way of peripherals. Don't worry about the peripherals. They're making computers with like these solid state hard drives. They don't even have like you know the full hard drives. Like that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and that's the kind of the way it is with these netbooks. Uh, or you know some of them have solid state. Uh, memory systems in them and uh, you know some of them had just you know really small hard drives but they most of them i've seen don't have uh, cd drives on them so if you want to download some sort of software you had to go get you a, a standalone cd drive to, to plug into it with the usb do that cable anyway do you really do you really want to have a terabyte drive in a, in a system like that because it's it's generate it's it's sucking up a lot of power it's generating a lot of heat you get an external it's it's external so it's not generating heat in the system and it's self powered like you're increasing the life of your computer so much with going with a modular system like that it's heating issues heating and power those are the two major issues they can't get with the new computers with as fast as the processors are modular systems will cure both of those so you heard it here first tell your friends <laughs> it's just a lot more to carry you have to have like all these little you know we should call this the nerd edition we should call this the nerd alert edition we should all we talked about like apollo is the is the coolest thing we've talked about t- tonight <laughs> Just call this the techie episode. Techie if, episode, yeah, this is a good one. This is there's a reason this one's going to be a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a fan of, of hardcore serious technology, don't don't listen to this. Well, we've come. This episode is a good foreshadowing of the apocalypse episode because we started talking about some things I really do want to. That does get scare into. me. I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's. I mean, I I, 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 I will I say that I've it, researched but, it. And because there's two different schools, what what he's talking about in cloud computing is really right now being treated as two separate animals. And one of them, you know, cloud computing is exactly what he said. You know, you've got you got basically your your network of computers that that you're hooking into, and your your client computer doesn't have to do as much. Mm-hmm. And that can include processing. Right now, it's it's really being used for data storage right now more than anything else like you see that on google google you can do that through google we do it we when we move data around to each other we have we use mediafire right so that's cloud that's we're we're in the cloud now but what they're talking about is using cloud computing for distributed computing where you actually share processing speed over a network and that's something that we they're they're doing in a lot of interesting ways that we can talk about well, when I mean, we do they, that episode. I could see some applications for that. Like if you're 
you know, doing some pretty high end rendering, some, you know, video or something like that. And you can tap into, uh, um, you know, the cloud to, to siphon off some processing power to make that go faster. It's going to make where, what, what's going to make it happen. And what's going to make it a good thing is that it's going to make supercomputing available to everyone. But I don't think it'll ever replace the client side yeah. computer. I, I remember. But, I think the first instance I've heard of that was, uh, you know, SETI, uh, the folks that mm-hmm. look for aliens out there. Um, they had a program probably about ten, fifteen years ago where you could download a program to your computer, uh, and um, and essentially you were allowing them to access your computer for the processing power. There's several projects that see. I feel like I, we jumped into it too fast. I have I have pages of research that have written down notes because we were going to talk about this. I didn't realize that <laughs> Rex wanted to talk about oh, that. Oh well, crap! But, well, well, I mean, well, but there are several projects now that do that in a similar fashion where you run may, it we may and, make this like and it a runs in the background. So this is a, this, yeah. yeah. This is sort of a precursor to yeah. that. So because because there is there's a lot to be said there. And maybe who knows? Maybe we get Andrew on that because he seems to be a big brain for computer stuff. Mm. But but there's a lot of neat stuff, and and I really would like to talk about the history of, of where some of this stuff came from, from the you know how the internet started to now, because there's a lot of you know when you start talking about where computers Gore, came right? from, where they're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he is a footnote in that history, so there there's something to be said there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's but a lot yeah, of fascinating yeah. history to the technology itself. I hope it's fascinating. This episode, when the feedback comes <laughs> on this episode, we'll know if that is fascinating yeah, this or not. Episode like, sucked. What you guys in got the whole world? You talked about Harry Potter for a minute. That was cool. And then you started talking about Ubuntu's and everything else. <laughs> I don't even know what was going on with that. We'll see. So we got to talk about something when they're in this doldrum of no good stuff. Yeah, what is going on? What's the next cool movie to come out, man? I haven't seen this, uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Is, uh, I've seen that trailer eight times. That I think looks this District cool. 9 is probably the next cool movie to come out. District 9 might be cool. Is that coming out in the summertime? Uh, I don't know. I'm watching a commercial for it right now. It'll probably tell me here in a minute. Oh, yeah. If they've already got a commercial for it, it's got to be soon. The website's pretty cool, too. <laughs> I'm excited about this movie just because they're even the movies that have come out, there's, they're all derivative. This will be the only original movie this summer. Well, yeah, that to me was what was intriguing about it. It's, uh, you know, just uh, something, some kind of a new idea. Sort of like, because apparently the storyline is these aliens came to Earth and somehow or another were keeping them from leaving. Well, that's where it seems sort of like a more aggressive version of alienation, where instead of they're mixing with the population, they're actually in sort of internment camps mm-hmm. while we decide what to do, which is a more realistic way probably of looking at it, where they're in this weird quarantine while we're trying to figure out what to do with these aliens that have, I guess, landed or crashed on I'm, the planet. I'm kind of curious. It, it almost looks like it might be an allegory to the you know Palestinian-Israeli situation. So I'm, I'm interested to see if, if it's something like that. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm very I'm very keen on this movie just because we don't have I mean, not that I've seen anything that doesn't make it look good. It does look good, but I mean, just cuz there's nothing original out and now there's nothing good coming out. Yeah. GI Joe's the next thing coming out. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily good. It's not it's <laughs> not necessarily good, but it's the next thing coming out that I'll actually go see. Yeah, I'll probably go and see that. And it could one. be fun. I mean, nothing I've seen of the GI Joe movie makes it look like it will not be a fun 
movie to watch. Like, it looks entertaining enough, but as G.I. Joe is concerned, it doesn't look like it has much to offer. <laughs> so I may have pleasant things to say about G.I. Joe just because I've, the bar is set so low at this point. Like, if there's anything good comes out of this movie, we'll be all over it. Well, that's probably good. We're coming into it with very low expectations, so maybe it'll be good. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> the box quotes are going to be awesome on this one, I can see already. Not I'm, as crappy as I expected. <laughs> I'm interested I didn't to get see up this, and walk uh, out. This new V. Uh, I've seen re- the trailer reworking for that, the, that, that looks kind of cool. Gretchen know. put up the trailer for that, and, I, and it does look... You know, I really think that they're, what they have to focus on with the V is V as a story only works as the post alien invasion story. Mm-hmm. It's after the aliens invaded and they already won. <laughs> like that the story begins with the resistance against the aliens who already rule the earth. That's what makes it, you know, the sort of world war two allegory, the right. resistance against the fascist regime. And really, I hope that they stick with that because V the original had all these real clever, scary things like how they had sort of a Hitler youth where the visitors recruited young people and they had like, you know, collaborators amongst it, the humans. It was scary. I actually, I've been watching it again the last, uh, last couple of weeks and, uh, it was a scary show. I mean, just, uh, you know, we're this, they were, for TV at the time, especially, you know, well, it's really? very I mean, 80s and, to watch it, but they were creepy looking and, well, creepy and politically looking, it was hardcore, scary. Some, some very graphic scenes that I, I didn't remember how graphic the uh, the birth of the alien lizard yeah. hybrid was. Man, that was something else. And uh, uh, But I remember being a kid watching that and just being blown away by like, oh, yeah, awesome. and kind of just being freaked out. I was like, man, could this happen like this? Because it it felt very much like something that could really happen. And of course it really did happen, you know, like, you know, and yeah, that's why I think it works so well as, as an allegory, like, you know, and I think that politically there's something to be said if they came and they appeared attractive to us and they were offering us things, you know, the to serve man sort of plan, Mm -hmm. you know, people would buy into it because we'd be blown away by the initial, introduction of aliens but as soon as it started seeming convenient or beneficial to us because i was watching this this show with with my family over the weekend and it was about how they built bridges and and you know how like they were showing all these bridge disasters and all that and they're showing the guys design these amazing suspension bridges it's like what a feat of engineering that is to build a bridge like that and i was saying you know when they open up something like this, you'd think that your reaction would be like, eh, I'll, I'll use that. I'll use my old route for about a year. You know, <laughs> let them break that in a little bit, give it some shakedown. But no, it's like there's cars lined up waiting for the ribbon to get cut. Like, that's how obsessed we are with convenience. Like, I mean, they just built this bridge that's like, ten, you know, 10,000 feet above a river. <laughs> and it's 10 miles long. Like, I can't wait to be the first one. Yeah. Like, oh, like, you go ahead. to be the first one? <laughs> go ahead. That That is the, that's the testament to the March of Progress in this country. And I guess the world as well. It's not <laughs> that just That reminds America, me of a really good commercial. Uh, you know, you've seen footage of that bridge. There was a suspension bridge that was designed one time that somehow or another it just disintegrated on, upon itself. You, you've seen that, right? I, I, I think I, I saw it in that special because they showed every bridge collapse in the world on that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't bad. know, I don't know the story, but apparently, like, you know, something about the like the wind harmonics or something like in the canyon that it was uh, going that's, across. That's the big concern. 
uh, yeah, you know, just made the thing shake like crazy. And the and the video is really cool because of, because the like the road surface is shaking and there's a car sitting out kind of halfway across it, you know. But uh, there was a commercial a few years back where they showed that scene of that that uh, road just rocking and, and there's rock and roll music. And it's going and and then all of a sudden the music stops and the bridge stops shaking. And then they cut to the guy in the car, and he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like for Alpine stereos or something like that. <laughs> it was seriously a lot of people to die in that bridge crash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but, but it really is a terrible tragedy. <laughs> like, it's a good thing we can make light of it now. How quickly. Like that. That's also a testament to the March of Progress, like how quickly. Because, you know. I was having this discussion with my brother over the weekend how, you know, there are already these Michael Jackson jokes. And I have no intention of talking about Michael Jackson, but that in in the wake of, of Michael Jackson's death, there are already jokes. And, you know, and he started to tell me when he's like, have you heard this one? And I was like, yes, I have already twice. Like, how do these things... Like, you know, he's like, yeah, I need another seven astronauts, right? Like, yeah. and then it's exactly like, what is sociologically speaking i am fascinated by who's writing these jokes they spread like wildfire how do they start i, I mean know. i'm already kind of fascinated by jokes i, mean, I haven't heard any well i mean Jackson obviously yet. but somebody whose job is it to actually be the ambulance chaser joke writer because they don't show up on shows they don't show up in readers digest it's all passed through oral folklore so how in the world do these jokes just pop up out of nowhere and spread everywhere instantly? Well, in the, I guess like it's just it, like it always has. I mean, this was even before the internet, because yeah, well, when the Challenger ex- exploded, there was all kind of jokes about them. And well, that's uh, what I mean. And somebody comes up with this joke immediately, and is it like a wave? Does it come back to them and they get that satisfaction? Of, yeah, I made up that joke. <laughs> I guess. It just uh, how weird. It's it's fascinating to me how how quickly that works. Man, that's a yeah. I remember that in elementary school when the Challenger exploded, there was terrible jokes going around. Well, it's always it's always been the way of things. Like not yeah, I'm not pleased with that. But I mean, it is it's just that people that's what people do. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I'm trying not to tell the jokes that I heard right oh, now. Oh, yeah, there's no point. That. that was not the purpose of the story yeah. at all. But but it is funny that, that they just, they, they happen instantly and spread immediately. I guess they come, yeah, they got to come from somewhere. I guess these days the internet Someone helps has that to stuff m- get across. I guess that's true. Back in the, in the Challenger days, I don't know. But I mm. guess it is just, you know. The blogosphere has accelerated our, our crassness and crudeness. <laughs> it uh, definitely does. The, the internet does promote the the philosophy of mean because you can just say something. I like our show because if we say something stupid, we actually have people who write us yeah. and <laughs> correct us. Like So there's accountability. But most of the internet is just like, eh, stupid, I don't like this, or just, you know, well, we whatever. Got bit, we got a little bit of class about us at TV Ate My Dinner. I don't know bit. about class, but at least we do have checks and balances mm-hmm. to the system. <laughs> but hey, let's light it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting yeah, here watching Star Trek, and I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking Star Trek: The Next Generation. I was like, the 
the Enterprise and Next Generation is like the Lincoln Continental of star, starships. Because- I know. <laughs> what a just frou-frou little spaceship. Like, no wonder they couldn't handle anything. Like beige, first of all. Really <laughs> beige. Fine Corinthian leather. And look Everywhere. how big the, the the whole thing is, you know. It's kind of a neat little, like, they got that swoopy little catwalk above it and all that. But nothing industrial. I'll give the Romulans this. I mean, there's no safety features to their spaceship, and it doesn't make any sense. But at least you know you're there to work. <laughs> you're like, I don't understand why the floor is wet. <laughs> the guy's like, we're on a spaceship. I'm trying to fly a spaceship. <laughs> It's like, look, this ain't no luxury liner, all right? Maybe you need to join the Federation. <laughs> all their battle cruisers look like cruise ships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to <laughs> sign up for that, go ahead. If you Mr. Handrails. Don't see too many handrails on a Federation ship either. All I can say. Well, yeah, we can get go down that road with it again too. That I watched the I watched the movie again. That's a perfect way to close out a technology episode. Yeah, I watched the new Star Trek movie again, and I was laughing at that about the Romulan spaceship. You know, just had no rhyme or reason at all to the design layout. That's right, because we're hard. It's like Vikings. Like we sleep on the metal floor. Like we don't have to. (laughs) We just do because we're 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 tough. Rock hard. It's what we do. Oh, those wacky Romulans and Klingons. What are you going to yeah, do? Well, maybe I should go see Star Trek again. I'm mm-hmm. getting... I was going to the movies every week. Now I've seen Harry Potter. Because that was the only thing to go see. I, was I, was I might go see Bruno. I was actually invited to go see Harry Potter tonight. tonight and I was like, yeah, I don't care. I actually got invited to see it on like Wednesday when it opened. So I went. And it was like an afternoon thing, so it wasn't difficult. But man, mm-hmm. but I would have gone to see it anyway. It's it's a it's a pretty good movie, and it's there's nothing else going on, you know. I, I uh, like would, I said, I'd have gone back to see Drag Me to Hell. I went to see mm-hmm. Land of the Lost. I'm hurting now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like Brooks when it comes to Harry Potter. I, I'm going to wait till they all come out and then just watch them all. Uh, and I'm not it's sure not if that'll make I'm more so sense at this point, and I just—they don't really feel like they—they, they, in my mind, contribute to a, a, an overall storyline that strongly. I mean, obviously, there are recurring themes that you have to be familiar with, but I, I think if you watch them all together like that, it's gonna—it's gonna feel pretty, pretty weak. Like it, that wasn't really A to B in my in my opinion. Well, see, that's what's interesting to me about the whole series is like because I, you know, the first one was actually sort of cheery and kind of Christmassy feeling or something. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. well, they're all little kids in it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a kid's movie. And then they've, and then they've evolved into these very dark, you know, adventures. And I, and I, I, me, I kind of applaud cool. that. No, yeah, it's really because, cool. Yeah. Cause they, they started out where he didn't know much about, and he's, he's discovering the dark side of this world as they mm-hmm. go along. You know, there's a lot about it and definitely culturally, Harry Potter is sort of is really the Star Wars of this generation. Yeah, there is no I'd, really I'd awesome so, franchise. That, They've built a really awesome yeah. franchise out of Harry Potter. You know, there's kids growing up with Harry Potter. And they got these books. They're reading books. You know, Harry Potter as a franchise is probably the strongest is probably the strongest you know, sci fi well, I mean, fantasy yeah, it's movie really, franchise it's I've ever seen. Because like like you said, that started out you know these were children's books and now these you know 
the people who started out being huge Harry Potter fans are now young adults and the movies now appeal to young adults because they've progressed, you know, Harry, I guess Harry has grown up and progressed right along with the generation of people who are the hardcore fans. Yeah. And and there's a charm to it that, that seem that apparently adults gravitate to as well. I don't know. I would, I, I may get the audio books of these things. I mean, People keep saying, you need to read the books. Like, I'm sure I'll never read the books. <laughs> but I, I could get the audio books to, to bone up on the backstory. You know, you, you get an unabridged audio book, that's better than... Because then you just listen to it in the car and you don't have to yeah. waste your time with it. <laughs> well, it's like I've been reading Frankenstein for a month. It's not a long book. I just don't have a lot of time to read. I had the LibriVox. I chose to read the book rather than listen, but... For most things, it's like if I can get an audio book, all, all you need is a library card. Well, I don't know. I I just can't say I'm a fan, so I I don't I'm not really interested so much in devoting the time it would take to listen to an audio book. <laughs> you know, how long is an audio book? Seven or eight hours? I mean, so I don't want to put it that depends kind of on time. how well you you live in Atlanta. Like you probably spend. Oh, I see, listen, when no, I, I listen have to a audio books, I mean, I've got. You know, on my iPod, I, you know, I download stuff from Audible and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but usually it's some sort of political book or, or, or some other kind of fiction. I'm just not a real, but know, I need, I still know, need Harry to, Potter fan. I haven't devoted any listening. I still, I downloaded Brooks's, I downloaded Brooks's, uh, solo album and haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. So I, I haven't just that. listened to it. Who cares, man? It's Brooks. Yeah. He you know, it's stupid. I heard it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like w- one of Brooks' songs that he played for me beforehand called Gamma Rays. I liked so much. Gamma that, Rays. <laughs> that it's about the Hulk, and, and it was real catchy, and, and I told him I wanted to sing it, I really, and, and no, he sent me wanna, the I music. Do, I do want to So hear. I would actually like to sing that one. Well, maybe so we, I, I, I like would mind stuff. if we would play a, a, book, a Brooks Robinson original at the end of this week's show. Yeah. Also, Lynn has been sending us some stuff, so I think we should have called Lynn tonight. According to Skype, she's online. Yeah, just dropped her in. Like Brooks dropped out. He's not coming back. I need you right now. <laughs> she probably would have said okay. <laughs> That's the way we roll. Yeah, she's she's pretty awesome in that respect. But I don't want to do that to people. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate that they're that they're ready in that way. Since Gretchen turned us down. Oh really? Yeah, she's she just wants to be a listener, huh? Okay, I get that. That's cool. That just means I'm going after Scary Gary. Yeah. <laughs> this means I'm going on down the list, and we've got people who've been on the show that I'm dying to get back on the show, mm-hmm. like Lynn. Santa and Claus. David. Ho, ho, ho. That guy. <laughs> 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 My nemesis, Santa, mm-hmm. who is now having to contend with Mr. T. Santa hasn't been on that much lately, but he still comes in every now and then to tell me how he's going to annihilate me. <laughs> just so you know. Which apparently he's planning to do on on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> so apparently the clock, if, if yeah, if you want to widget us up another countdown, Madougal, apparently <laughs> I have till the end of, of uh, till this Christmas. That reminds Before me of the, a story from my youth. Thing. There was a a guy, and actually he was a pretty good friend of mine from high school. He kept annoying this other kid, and the guy finally said, "Okay, man, I've had enough." Right after graduation, I'm going to kill you. 
<laughs> just like that, you know. That's, yeah, that's a and the guy was like, steps. you know, the guy who was doing the annoying, he was like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. He goes, okay. No, no, right after graduation, man, okay. <laughs> and then, like, he just, like, for weeks he did this. It's like, you know, every time he saw this guy, uh, the kid was like, well, okay, you got three weeks left, man. And <laughs> so the guy started getting kind of nervous, you know, running around the graduation time. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you really can't do that, though. That's illegal. What? You can't. Threaten to kill just, somebody? Yeah, you just can't no, threaten this to kill was, somebody. This was, you In know. the state of Georgia, you can get your ass kicked for doing yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, these, these days, words. if you did that, I mean, you'd be, like, arrested for making threats or something. But that's, this was back hey, before the insanity back set then, in. in. Fighting words is fighting words. In Georgia, if someone says that they're going to they're gonna fight you, you can throw the first punch. <laughs> You don't have to wait to be attacked. You just have to wait for the threat to make itself known. Really? I didn't know that. Fighting words. So if somebody says, I'm going to kick your ass, just out of jest, you could just go ahead and I don't think if it's in jest. You have to truly believe that Hmm. that it is prelude to a fight. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we should research that. As with many of the things that I just say on the show, we should probably research that. Yeah, I'll have have to look into that. You know, that that could come in handy. There is apparently a fighting words law in Georgia. (laughs) So we should probably, I don't know. Hopefully that'll never be practical for us to know that. Just like the Texas needed killing law. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) the real real one that if you can prove someone needed killing (laughs) in Texas. Apparently, it's legal to shoot somebody if they're in your yard in Texas. Man. Because there was a thing a couple, a few months ago where this guy called 911. Apparently, these two guys were robbing oh, his neighbor's house. Oh, I've heard that tape. Yeah. And then he's like, mm-mm, nope. no, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> they're like, no, sir, wait for the police. No, mm-mm. No, I'm going right now. And then you hear, bam, yeah. bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with Texas. Yeah. So, they are not getting it. All. Apparently, he got off. I mean, it, yeah. So, I get in arguments with people because in Georgia, it is not legal to do that. No, contrary to what people may believe, it's not even legal to shoot someone just for coming into your house. No, yeah, really. I think in in Georgia and and in a lot of other places, I mean, your life has to be in imminent danger. I mean, like you could, and you have to prove it. If they broke into your house and don't even so much as have a knife, right. I mean, they you pretty much they pretty much have to chase you into a corner, and then you can kill them. Yeah, I would say that in the course of of you know that law being enforced, you're probably not likely to go to jail for shooting someone who's in your house. <laughs> like if they break into your house, you may have you may believe that that your life is in peril because nobody who just kicks in your door in the middle of the night is, is up to any good. But but technically, by the letter of the law, you you can't just go around shooting people. <laughs> You're on my property. Don't people try think this that that's home, a legal kids. thing. Yeah. Do not shoot people. Yeah, just don't don't uh, you know get into shooting people. It's not a good thing to do. <laughs> we'll cut most of that. <laughs> most. Actually, you might should put a disclaimer at the show. At the beginning of the show, <laughs> this week we talk about technology. End, we're and going at the end of this episode. To somebody. So, we'll you know. talk about when it's legal to kill someone. <laughs> Tonight on TV, my dinner. <laughs> In case you were wondering, we're going to talk about how to legally kill someone. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of the show. Don't tune out during the boring parts. Because <laughs> at the end, we're going to tell you when you're allowed to kill someone. <laughs> 
right. Well, yeah. that if, if the time has not come before now, yet again, Brooks has dropped out on us. Yes, technology. We don't know how to stop. After all this talk about how we love technology, it took a big dump on us tonight, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just the march of progress yet again. <laughs> I do need but to yeah, listen I guess to, uh, we should at least end with one of... Uh, one of one of Lynn's clips and maybe close it out with one of Brooks's. Okay, well songs. Well, I need to hear it because I, I I'd like to hear the Brooks Robinson sound. I want to know what that, yeah, what that the is. What is the BSR <laughs> sound? Brooks Robinson, founder of the Brooks Robinson Sound. TV ate my dinner dot com is the website. Yes, and forum.tv8mydinner.com is the forum if you'd like to speak to us and some of the other friends of the show. Please do. Oh, yes. That's, uh, we're still taking emails. Feedback at tv8mydinner.com. You can still email us. But if you want to talk to the rest of the kids, then the forum is where it's at, and you'll find us there, sometimes there as well. We got anything else? We still got the MySpace out there, but we don't really deal with that much. Yeah, if, if you're, if you're, I, I feel like if you're going to find us through MySpace, you're going to anyway. That's so 2006. Yeah, <laughs> they're still on MySpace. <laughs> they don't even Twitter. I don't Twitter. They don't even Fladoogle. <laughs> Fladoogle. That's probably Fladoogling. the next one. They don't even next phase face floss. <laughs> I can't say as I get Twitter. I, I don't, I haven't got that far yet yeah that's the technology leaving us behind <laughs> where it's like technology is designed so that when you feel like you have uh, you have absorbed as many nonsense words as possible they come up with something else <laughs> i am scared about that i'm scared that one day they're going to come out with, te- with some technology that just flabbergasts me and i don't ever learn it because i mean that's how a lot of these older folks are you <laughs> know uh you know the computer came out and they're just totally flummoxed by it and you know, whereas the flummox will be the new one. <laughs> flummox. You're not even on flummox. <laughs> yeah. You're not you using haven't been flummox? to Flabbergaster? <laughs> Flabba flummox. So, you he know. Does, he doesn't even flabba So I'm flummox. scared. Like, you know, wait, have you used a quantum mega fa- Luckily for us. Yet? We, and I was like, what? <laughs> Luckily for us that we are in a time, and this is where I, I become dubious of the singularity, and we will talk about this in our Epocalypse episode, but. I really feel like these intelligence explosions, as the as the term was first introduced, happen so often now that there's not an actual, and this is a funny way to say it, single singularity. Hmm. Well, coming like they 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 happen on a regular basis. So we're kind of being at the forefront of that. We understand that technology is constantly evolving. Now, something like Twitter will come along, and we're not with it. But that doesn't mean we don't get the technology, right? It's that generation. No, that it's going to be right a sea before that technology. That, I mean, yeah, Twitter, that sort of thing. Actually, that's not even really new technology in my mind. That's just a new use of existing. Well, technology. it's new application. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking like some other type of device out there that's going to become ubiquitous with everybody, and 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 we're not going to understand it. That well, um, who knows. Yeah, like when something replaces the microchip, you mean? Yeah, or or something. It's hard to imagine what it could be, but you know, I'm sure well, when you do, like, you know, people in their you know 60s or or thereabout, you know, didn't really fathom a computer in their in their homes, and 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 a lot of people have had trouble adapting to it. I, I wonder if that's ever going to happen to us. That there's just going to be some technology out there. 
that comes knows? along that everybody's going to start using and we're going to have a hard time adapting to. Maybe, I mean, you literally did go from the vacuum tube to the microchip, that sort of thing. I mean, that was a whole new... I mean, computers came about because a whole new technology was invented. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's 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 the caveman versus astronauts. Like, astronauts could be propelled into the future and understand the concept of technology and at least be able to adapt in some way. Cavemen don't even have the prerequisite comprehension of what technology is. So I think, you know, we've already, we're on the other side of that intelligence explosion where any new technology will not seem to us to be magic because we understand that technology exists. I can't say that that's true for all of humanity. I think... Well, no, we see there are cavemen in the world right now. When I say cavemen, I don't mean literally. I mean people who came into the world before computers and that new technology does baffle them. And you can tell that they don't get it. And they won't. They're on the other side of that. They're, that generation will never be as computer savvy. Some and some that, people yeah. will. I mean, I've known people in their 60s and 70s are, who are very intelligent when it comes to computers. But, well, because they're, they're more adaptable. Yeah. It's not always a matter of intelligence, although it does help when you're intelligent. But it's adaptability. Like some people, you know, we we live in a world where we don't, we understand that you're not going to be able to put your feet up at any point and it stops. Like there's new technology every day. It's changing every day and it always will. So, it, you know, when you look at the paradigm 40 years ago, they really thought, you know, I'm going to learn a trade. I'm going to get a job in that trade. That's the thing that I'll do. Then I'll retire and that'll be it. You know, it's like that doesn't exist now. Like you have to understand like computers isn't a trade. I mean, it kind of is in a way right now, but it's it's becoming that information technology is something everyone has to understand for their jobs because it's into it's in every job now. It's in every job market. Right. It's in every At least profession. to some extent. I mean, how to. Yeah, yeah, you will. You, you can't just go. I don't like computers. <laughs> you know, computers as a term doesn't even make sense. Computers are in everything. You use a computer whether you like it or not. If you drive a car, you use a computer. You know, your, your calculators are computers, and they don't even have calculators because they're just built into everything. You know, <laughs> your DVD player is a computer. It's all digital technology that, and, and and we don't we come from a we don't understand that technology now. I could not tell you how a computer is built. Really, I don't get it. Like programming language baffles me. Like, how did they figure that out? Like, you can't you can't decompose it to a point where I can say, and then you did this and that, and that became the computer. Well, like those are the really they, smart cookies to people who come up with that sort of thing. Oh yeah. And and I'm I'm fully impressed, and that's why I would like to talk in a, in a longer episode about how the internet was developed and all that because you really do, I mean it's a, it's amazing to me the people who who thought up this stuff Al Gore. because we're so far out yeah. Al. <laughs> well, let's leave that yeah, for another see, we'll, episode. We've, we'll we've have already to outline that when we do that episode yeah. because uh, it's just to put it in perspective that that Al Gore's role in that, not that he had none, but. Well, but actually, no, Al Gore did not develop ARPA. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just, so, but yeah, we'll get into that later on. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to, to kind of <laughs> wind it up because we're going to have that longer episode if we keep talking. 
But but and I would well, like actually, to actually do a We've barely scratched the surface, so don't worry, folks. It's almost good that we've gotten some of that laid as laid as groundwork, so that we don't have to start. Well, yeah, from the actually, very and I would like time. you know if you wouldn't mind, send me some links to some of the stuff you're doing research on, and I'll try to do some too. And maybe yeah, I'll try to so dig we can that talk up. on the same level. <laughs> it really is like it's it's man the wiki shuffle the wiki. Why I love the Wikipedia so much is when I find something that I don't understand, I wiki it. And then they start going, well, this is made up of these and that. It really is like a flummox is made up of flabbergast. I'm like, what the hell? What's a flabbergast? <laughs> Click link. Oh, oh, I guess. Especially if you're ever studying, like, you know, if you just want to understand, like, basic concepts of physics mm-hmm. and, and quantum physics and mathematics, you know, and, and statistics and things that most people probably don't just randomly want to know about. But it's really interesting for that because you're like, what in the world? What's a Markovian process? What's stoca- what does the word stochastic mean? <laughs> like you start feeling like a moron. <laughs> like, what is that? It's like that's just a word in the English language, Sean. <laughs> I never used it. <laughs> but it's like, it, you just keep drilling down, hyperlinking, and it really is like exponential information acquisition. So there's something that it makes the Internet a useful tool. But I'll, I'll try to send you some of the stuff I've been looking into because you start wikiing things and it becomes this fascinating oh, world yeah. that you're slowly decomposing. I spend all night on Wikipedia learning. I'm a things. big fan. I think the Wikipedia, you know, to cap off our, our technology discussion, I think the Wikipedia is an example of a good technology we've developed. Oh, yeah. I wasn't. You're talking about digital. The digital democracy is represented in an encyclopedia that is created and maintained by all the people you know wow that's everyone has know, access to, to contributing to the information to make sure it's accurate it's no longer some stodgy scholar somewhere deciding what's what it's the people democracy in action even in how information is disseminated so i love it and there are checks and balances to keep it accurate too well i wouldn't use wikipedia as a primary source but definitely you know something to i I think it's probably the first place you should go when doing any kind of serious research to kind of just get an idea of where to go my rule of thumb on any internet research is look for you got to look for for several you know corroborating sources and you have to make sure that they're not saying the same thing verbatim because if you notice, sometimes you'll find ten sites to say the same thing, but it's the exact verbiage. Well, yeah, and, it's and you can tell they're just, been, just copying yeah, it's each just other, been copied around. But if you start hearing the same general information from all these different sources, then you get a a, a good idea that 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 uh, that is accurate. And that's all you're doing when you're when you're researching something in the library. You're just looking for several different books. But I would also make sure that, yeah, I would, I would test, like, the credibility of the sources, too. If it was, like, eight different blogs say it, I would wonder. <laughs> but anyway. It's on Britney Spears' <laughs> blog. Yeah. yeah. This whole business of the, the Olsen twins not being identical, that kept getting thrown around, and the verbiage was always, you know, the same copy. I haven't even it's heard like, about that. Is that... Is that being it's, discussed? <laughs> it's old news. It's been going on for years ago. Somebody told me, no, they're actually just fraternal twins. It's like, no, no. No, I think it's no, no. not the years. It's the mileage with one of them. <laughs> and then they, their, 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 their publishers started saying, well, you know, they're not identical twins. It's like, yes, they, they played the same role on television for like five years. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they were, they were in, 
they were indistinguishable. I think one of them just took a harder road. That's what I Yes, like. that is exactly what happened. <laughs> they are no longer identical. True. All right, that's it. <laughs> we are now done. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start you off with one of with one of Lynn's clips, and then we'll roll it out with a with a little bit of the lull between, so you get a sample of the Brook sound. And uh, you know, hopefully Brooks's technology will be more cooperative next week, and he'll be back with us. Never can tell. Yeah, that's just that's, that's just, just the way deals. it works. That's the price of progress. <laughs> But in the meantime, I think the cloud, you know, took him out. Yeah, he got in the clouds. Don't don't anger you, the cloud. You get out of the clouds. What happened to you? <laughs> got your feet on the ground. You need to hunker down. <laughs> your tubes got broke. <laughs> exactly. Probably needed flip flop overdrive. <laughs> you broke your tube. Let's go get you another tube. All right. All right. I'm Sean. And I'm Greg. Good night. Cliché phobia, condition afflicting people raised on movies. Symptoms arise when real life situations echo movie clichés. For example, after saying, hey, this is the most perfect day in my life. The cliché phobic realizes that such a statement will mean he's dead before the end of the reel. Or, when a last-minute seat unexpectedly opens up on a fully booked airline flight, the cliché phobic will become convinced that this means the plane is doomed to crash. The chain link fence rule. Every alley that the police chase a criminal down ends in a chain link fence that the criminal climbs. Because they are there. The top 10 lines you can always count on in a mountain climbing movie. Number 1. We have to move fast. We've started late in the season, but if we leave behind the oxygen and most of our equipment and travel light, we can get up there and back before the winter storms. Number 2. I know they're still alive. Number 3. Leave me here. I can't walk. My legs are broken. By yourself, you have a chance. Number 4. Just let me do this one last climb, then I'll settle down with you and the baby. Number five. Tell them they'll get an extra 50 rupees a day at the end if they complete this part of the march. Number six. Sahib, the fresh snow has covered up the crevices. The men say they will go no further today. Number seven. Every previous expedition along this route has had trouble with the porters. Number eight. I'd trust them on the other end of my rope. Number nine. Take me along. You know I'm a better climber than those guys. Number ten. Because it's there. The balls of steel rule. Bad guys who suffer a blow to the groin are down for the count, just like in real life. Good guys shrug it off and are back in action within seconds. See in particular Total Recall, in which Sharon Stone kicks Schwarzenegger in the groin a half a dozen times within a matter of minutes. Arnold only grits his teeth. Ali McGraw's disease. Movie illness in which the only symptom is that the sufferer grows more beautiful as death approaches. Speed and fare thee well.
Take all you need Here's every spell I know I know The magic key Is on the shelf into the future. What will we see? Hello? Hello? Oh, man. I just lost internet, Lisa. Is it flashing? <laughs>